In this Guided Talks, Robert talks to Gordon Glenister. Gordon is an influence marketing strategist, trainer and speaker. He is also the global head of influencer marketing at the Branded Content Marketing Association and the CEO of Membership World. Gordon was formerly the Director General of the British Promotional Merchandise Association before launching his own membership consultancy in September 2018. From there, he went on to launch a new influence marketing channel at the Branded Content Marketing Association and still remains the global head of influencer marketing. Robert and Gordon spend the next 45 minutes discussing why influence marketing really does work. Hello and welcome to the Guide to Talks and it is my absolute pleasure today to have as a guest a gentleman by the name of Gordon Glenister. Gordon has written an amazing book uh, and I've known Gordon, I'm just thinking, I think I've known him for probably nine or ten years. He invited me to speak on stages in the Rico Stadium and places like that. Hello and welcome Gordon. Hello Robert, it's lovely to see you again after some years. It's absolutely fantastic. It's great. So, uh, just just tell me, what are you what are you doing now? So, um, oh, loads of things to be honest. Um, I mean, when we met, of course, I was the uh, director general of the British Promotional Merchandise Association, uh, and I left that in two thousand and eighteen to set up my own membership consultancy. And you know, it's like when you start your own business, the first people you tend to talk to are the people that perhaps you know. And one of them was Andrew Cantor, who's the global head of the Branded Content Marketing Association. And we sat down in a, uh, I think it was a Charlotte Street hotel in Soho. And uh, I was talking to him about perhaps some things that we could do together. And I said, look, there's this massive growth in influencers, isn't it? Influencer marketing. Uh, and some of, it, some of it's getting a bit of a bad press. Um, you know, and I'm thinking about, you know, a lot of these individuals that have grown these phenomenal audiences Who's looking after their interests? So we anyway, cut a very long story short. We decided to um, create a new association to represent the influencer marketing industry. So that's what we did, actually. And we launched that in uh, July 2019. And about that particular time, I uh, approached uh, Kogan Page, which are a global publisher. And uh, I was just, I think I actually saw them at an exhibition. And I said to them, you know, I'm, I'm involved in a sort of influencer marketing space. Do you have uh, a book representation in that area? And uh, fortunately for me, they didn't. <laughs> so um, I, uh, I suggested that uh, this is something I could write about. Um, but, but actually, I'm still new into the industry. That's the, that's the irony. But I was in a particularly, um, what I would call a helicopter environment where not only did I start to get to know a lot about the industry, but I knew a lot of other people as well. Um, so that is where I started my journey 18 months ago. And of course, we're now in a situation where um, just recently I launched my book on influencer marketing strategy. Uh, to a, to a wave of 104 people online. I mean, I mean that is for me. That but for me, it has two out of the three words I love. So I love marketing and I love strategy. Influencer, uh, you're going to have to educate me. So I guess the the, the title of this talk is really, um, you know, 
does does influencer marketing really work or why influencer marketing really does work maybe a more, a more positive spin on that so just start me off because I, uh, influencer marketing means many different things to 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 many different people so can you explain what what some of what the different definitions are and, and and what it means to you well you know what what i think is fascinating is is in a way it's nothing totally new we just created a different spin on word of mouth um, word of mouth marketing and using individuals to promote a product or service and if you go back to sort of marlborough man you know and and some of the uh, historic characters that we all look up to even the, the milk tray guy you know these, these are individuals that in some shape or form we've we've connected with and what I find, um, I mean, the, the term influencer, of course, has been in some areas demonized by the mainstream media, but it's actually still a very powerful word. And I'm an absolute fan of it, to be honest. Although within the industry, a lot of uh, people, particularly social media influencers, will often refer to themselves as content creators or digital creators, um, because that's what they do. They create amazing content. Um, and I've been, um, but of course, yeah, you're right. An influencer it could be a journalist. It could be a, um, it could be a chemist that's had a really strong, uh, you know, knowledge about a particular niche. It could be. Um, I mean, Robert, you're you're an influencer in the digital marketing arena. Um, you know, you you have the ability to influence. Thank you very much. <laughs> you have the ability. You have the ability to change behaviour and people and people for people to take action. I mean, I'm always fascinated why we follow certain people and why we don't follow others. What is it that helps that, that, that you know makes us press follow? And largely, it's because we are either entertained, we're educated, we're inspired. Um, sometimes we find influential people can be controversial. I mean, take, for example, Piers Morgan, you know, highly controversial character, but has a huge audience. And there will be people there that, that don't like what he said, but actually, in a way, he's still, he's still creating influence. So it really can... And I, I guess that... that um... I mean, that kind of leads on to, in a way, just is so is is it what you're saying then is you know myth number one blown. Uh, it's not just a Generation Z type thing, a Gen Z thing. I mean, it's it's um, it can be Dustin Hoffman as much as it can be Jay Z. So yeah, I mean, the, in fact, I think the oldest influencer is uh, over eighty, and she's got something like nearly four million followers. Um, I should have got her name, actually. Uh, Baddy, I think her name is. Um, but, of course, what she's created is she's created a personality. You know, influencers that are successful, professional influencers, are very articulate at telling their story. And the reason why Gen, we talk a lot about Gen Z is because they want, they connect with people that have an authentic voice. You know, um, I mean, I, something like I was reading a stat a little while ago that, that they, they, they trust traditional advertising. Only 1% of them trust traditional advertising, which is, you know, amazing, isn't it? Um, and, and that's why lots, and particularly over the pandemic, 
the brands that have really worked well, worked well are those that even the World, World Health Organization, for example, used influencers. Nike, of course, embraced influencers. Um, you know, there's lots and lots of examples of where they have done it. Um, so it's not just about young people. It is right across the, the age spectrum. I mean, you could even have you know, a, a fly fishing influencer that's got maybe over a, a, just, I don't know, a thousand followers. But all of his content or her content is around fly fishing. So if you were a fly fishing manufacturer, you'd want to engage with that individual. And chances are the level of engagement to what they're to what's being posted and potential conversion rate could be could be really high. So uh, yeah, I mean influence comes so, right so from you, the so, so you have I, I get the concept of a, of of influ influencer equals able to influence your followers. Does an influencer have to be paid by someone to use products to in your mind? In other words, you see, you see these people going, oh, these, I've had my hair straightened with these amazing hair straighteners, or I'm wearing this wonderful handbag. I mean, that's kind of the, the idea we have about influencers. But obviously, there are different levels of influencer from someone who is what I would describe as an ambassador. In other words, someone who says, you know, I you know, I can't go anywhere without my Apple iPad. I love Apple iPad. I adore Apple iPad. And I can't wait for the next Apple. And they kind of bring it on stage when they're interviewed and stuff. Uh, and that's like what I would call an ambassador versus someone who maybe tarts themselves a bit more to get the whatever the latest makeup or, again, I'm making sweeping generalizations, for which I apologize. <laughs> but there are people who are... You can just buy their voice. Yeah. I mean, I generally, I'm supportive of influencers that are paid um, because actually to create proper content, I mean, if you think about videoing, for example, it's not, object, but it's not about even you know, taking a picture or taking a video and posting it up. Um, there's a lot of thought that will often go into that. I mean, I've, I've often been out with some of these fashion influencers and they'll take like eight, you know, like a hundred pictures to try and find the right one. Um, remember, you know, they have, they have achieved uh, great success in developing these audiences. Um, and if, if they do not generate the content that is relevant to their audience, guess what happens? Their audience just leaves them in droves. So, you know, you would pay for an email campaign. You would pay for an advert in a magazine. You would pay for a television advert. And yet some of these individuals are multi-talented. They're photographers. They're videographers. You know, they're community builders. You know, they are um, location scouts. You know, there are, uh, I, I've seen individuals that just blow me away with their creativity. And they bring brands to life. They bring brands to life in a way that I find really extraordinary. And, and so sometimes when you see some of the bad publicity, it's not necessary. You know, it's, it's isolated instances. It's not, it, you know, there are lots and lots of other examples of, of amazing content out there. And we were talking about Gen Z a minute ago. Some of those individuals will trust their favored content creators more than their own family. Uh, I mean, particularly in the gaming industry, particularly in the gaming industry, Robert, where there is a real connection with these individuals and they'll donate, they'll donate money to their preferred gamer because they're, they're being entertained. 